Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trojan Years with your hosts, Alan Bobolik and Joey Wood. Well, we've got some other stuff. We've had a lot of other bits that you and I have just sort of spitballed, half, half-baked takes. There were some things that we wanted to talk about. Yes. So we figured that, hey, we got a couple minutes here. Let's just unload the cupboard, put it all on Let's out there. Let's dump them. Let's dump all them right. out. First one, I love the musicals. Oh, they're great. I can't sing. <laughs> no. I can't act. No. But I loved watching our high school musicals. Yes. So for a moment here, I would like to rank the four musicals that our class was a part of. Okay. All right. I want to start with number four. I'm putting the music man at number four. All right. All right. Cast was great. Kellen Egan and Tiffany Abs kind of leading the way. We had Jeff Burroughs was in the train and that quartet, whatever it was. What year uh, was that for us? This would have been our junior, our junior year. year. This okay. was our junior year. But here's the thing. The Music Man is not a good musical. Uh, it's been done so yeah. many times. And my biggest point, Kellen Egan, I love him, but he's no Stephen Bobolick. <laughs> and that's why number three on my list is Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. All right? Another great cast. It's a fun premise. Mm-hmm. It's got good music, and the Stephen Bobolick Tiffany Abs combination was fantastic. Now I will let me jump in here yeah. for a moment. Yeah. One, saying anything complimentary about my brother <laughs> is very dangerous because his head is large enough already, and we don't. I don't I'm going to get a text from him if he listens to this that he was ranked too low. And I will say that I look, you know, my brother, I love him and has a wonderful voice, but and this is maybe me looking at it with a more cynical eye. He just wasn't popping on stage. The The acting chops, I think, were not quite there. I'm going to give it to their stay third because they had better material to work with. Okay. And and that is why third and not second. Because when we get down to second here, Fiddler on the Roof uh-huh. was our freshman year. Stephen Pastelnik, that guy had a voice. Now there, Stephen Pastelnik had it. He had star quality as a senior. Star quality. Absolutely. Playing in Fiddler. Yep. You got all that great music. It was an absolute showstopper. Great musical, yeah, can't can't beat it. Just how much he handed up as that one hundred percent. What's the name of that role? Tevia. Uh, yeah, Tevia. Yes, yep. handed up as Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof. I still remember that well. Yeah. Now I would say you can't beat it, but something did. Well, you, you had there's a soft spot for when we're seniors. Our, our senior crew gets in charge. But here's the thing, it was Annie. It's the best musical. Mm-hmm. It was a great cast. You got Rob Wyrick. Boom. You got Kevin Mills and Elise Andrews are playing like the scumbag kind of ones. <laughs> yeah. Like Kevin Mills as the scumbag is well worth <laughs> Fantastic. it. Fantastic. You got Rob as Big Daddy Warbucks. Uh-huh. You got Allison Kohlberg in there. Tamara was in there. Then Matt Kalaski and Jason Seabacher had this oh, kind of thing. Where they, they were doing a, a kind of a bit too. Okay. Fantastic stuff. It was fun. I remember going opening night watching that and just, yeah, Rob shined on stage. Yes. Yep. Yes. There's no way anyone can convince me that that wasn't the number one musical. No. Who played Annie? Ashley Milliman is yeah. Annie. She was fantastic. Oh, just a delight. The whole thing worked out. My biggest regret in high school is not going out for the high school musical our senior year because okay. there was one part that I think I could have done. What was that? It was a part without singing, uh-huh. without any dancing, Good, because you were stuck in a wheelchair. It was the part of President Roosevelt. <laughs> I could have done it. The job, the role you were born to play. Well, I mean, you had your winning elections other times, yes. you know, but it would have been very fitting if you, with four winning elections, would have played the role of the president who won four times. It, it would have been great. I will tell you, Michael Jeffries got the part. He did fantastic okay. with it. Can't really mess up Roosevelt. And probably because I wasn't in it, that's why it is number one. <laughs> that's true, yes. We can cast it safely as number one because it didn't have a Joey Wood performance. Now, Al, you just heard what I thought the best musicals were. And I just don't know if I'm an expert at this. No, we need someone better. Who do we need? Well, we already we know who we need. We need Jeff Burroughs. Jeff Burroughs! Hello. 
It's so great that you are here exactly at the time that we need you. It's it's almost like this is planned. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Nothing more than a planned soiree. <laughs> All right, Jeff. So just real quick, I know we got a little bit of an update from you earlier in the show, but how are you doing? I am absolutely wonderful, thank you. Oh, it's it's too good. Thank you for coming on in. So, all right, Jeff, let's get down to brass tacks. I'm going to tell you what I ranked as the four uh, the musicals from four to one, and you're going to tell me okay. uh, what you think of my list. So, I'm on bated breath. In fourth place, I put the Music Man. I just didn't think it was that Ooh. good of a musical. In third mm-hmm. place, I put Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I said it was a great cast and a fun premise. And I ranked Stephen Boblik a little bit ahead of Kellen Egan. That's why I had that third compared to Music Man. Mm-hmm. In second, I had Fiddler on the Roof. Stephen mm-hmm. Selnick in the lead. I also like that show. Uh, I like the music. And then I put Annie number one just because I, I just like that musical. So can you tell me what you think of my list here? It's all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I First, I just have to preference. I did not see Annie. Okay. And I'm... The casting looked great, and I'm sure everyone was terrific. Horrible musical for a high school, in my opinion. Terrible choice. Your opinion is probably way more accurate than my opinion. So I just think, you know, going into senior year, Allison and Tamara, and forgive me because it's been so long, but like first two names that come to mind, like strong vocal talent coming coming into senior year. Absolutely. And I just feel like it was such a missed opportunity to do something really interesting. I mean, I don't remember if I think Sideshow had been done by that time. So okay. that could have been a really interesting like piece with Allison and Tamara playing conjo- conjoined twins, oh, wow. you know, that Siamese twins. Okay. You know, there just like could have been a lot of other interesting choices, I think, that really would have highlighted the both of them. And it could have been really cool. And we have to go back though. Your your number four was Music Man. Yes, I, I I'm just not a big fan of the music. The exhilaration and excitement and vibrato of Kellen Egan for a two and a half hour period. See, th- this is why we had to have you on board. <laughs> now you. So I do have to say, I do have to say, for me, number one is between Music Man and Fiddler. Okay, and I have to say that like the heart and soul of that production of Fiddler. And if you were in orchestra, you knew the, and I forget his name, who was the first chair violinist who played the violin solo for Fiddler on the Roof, completely made that possible. And just so, I think, striking of the heart. I think that while Music Man was very fun, vibrant, exciting journey from start to finish, I think that Fiddler on the Roof just had so much heart. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that was I think that was just and, and um, you know, that was in our class. So we were in the production True. and it was just such a kind of warm and really proud show to be a part of. And, and I guess the what I'm trying to say is, is that uh, Mr. Gittleman and um, Mrs. Pistelnik made, I believe it was Mrs. Pistelnik, because I think Dottie started working after that one. Just made such an incredible environment for us to really kind of understand 
the the time period and what was happening. You know, the the show is about World War II, and here it is being done in Sturgis, Michigan, with a bunch of Protestant and Catholics for the most part. Very true. And, so it was really interesting to kind of take on that journey and I think understand some of the history of it. But everyone was so talented, I think, that played all the siblings that went off and got married, all the girls. And that was such an, I think that was really good casting on behalf of the teachers. It was, I, I just have to say, I think that's my number one. You know what? I, I really like where you're going that because we... We did have some really good talent in the musical theater area when we were at Sturgis High School. Especially and, in that four-year period oh, where yeah. we were there. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, you really have to pick the shows based on the talent you have. And yeah. it really is incredible that we were able to pull off something like Fiddler because there are a lot of parts that you need there. Exactly. And I think, you know, so we've got Fiddler. Then De- Music Man definitely has to be number two. It's just... Okay. A really fun, exciting, big cast, lots of energy. And I think Kellen did a wonderful, wonderful job as well. And then I think I would have to do Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. Um, just I can't vote on on Annie because I didn't see it, but <laughs> I I would put it metaphorically at number one just because Tamara's my girl. <laughs> Tamara was amazing. Tamara was amazing in that. And you know what? I will give you I, you know what I will say it would have been a much better show if Jeff Burroughs would have played one of the parts. I don't know which one you would have played, but if you would have played a part in... Andy, I think I think they would have... Is it Rooster that kind of... Oh, yeah. Said, in my mind, if I was going to cast me in the <laughs> 2002 production of Annie, I would probably cast myself as that. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Now, Jeff, uh, thank you so much for critiquing. And I, I think you're probably absolutely right on this. But while we have you here, do you have some stories from backstage of either the musical or plays to tell us what it was like to perform in theater in Sturgis? Oh, we were all just a fun, hot mess. <laughs> oh, it was, you know, the musicals and the plays were so much fun. Uh, we were, you know, I even remember at one point and... There, it was Tony and I and a couple other people. And I actually don't remember specifically if this was for a play or a musical, but we got access to the tunnels to look ah. for costumes. The and I was like, uh, you know, I didn't even know that there was like this level of access. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, oh God, we're like VIP up in here in the underground bunker tunnels of Sturgis <laughs> High School, rummaging through all kinds of stuff. I mean, we found like old cheerleading uniforms that were like 30, 40 years old covered oh, wow. in dust, just wild, wild things. I think the most interesting thing, you know, it was very political, you know, the musical and plays. There were oh, wow. there was a very political feat about who was going to be doing what and whom with whom. And it was always kind of very funny just to sit back and watch it all kind of transpire, mm-hmm. you know, and and it seemed to be as if everyone who was involved in this, like in my mind, including myself, like there was nothing more important <laughs> than, than who than that. that. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. who cares about core math? The anticipation, like, you know, it, you've got a bunch of like prepubescent teens who mm-hmm. aren't probably wearing the appropriate amount of deodorant walking through the halls, 
you know, (laughs) trying to keep acne at bay so maybe they can get a decent part. You know, it's like, it's a very hot moment of like, what is going to happen? And there's even this moment, it's like my entire life depends on this moment for the entire (laughs) year. Like, how, how will I measure up? And like, will I achieve that which my friends may have achieved or am I going to end up in the chorus? Which is just like sudden musical theater death. <laughs> if I get this third brother part, I will absolutely play uh, opposite Adina Menzel and Broadway. Like there's no doubt in my yes. mind. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Marsha Pistelnik because we've had, and rightfully so, we've had a lot of Elliot Gilman love, but this might be the first Mrs. Pistelnik name drop on the podcast. It might be. And she- Mrs. Was, P? Really? Yeah. And she, because, well, one, Joey and I are, we suffer from an utter lack of musical talent. Yeah, there's not. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And now we've got, we've kind of broadened our interview base. Mm-hmm. And so getting her mentioned, I mean, she was a dynamo. I mean, well, you know, get a gay up in here and we'll talk about Mrs. P all day long. <laughs> this is what we needed. So tell us a little bit about Mr. Yes. Stelnick. You know, well, and I will forever, Mr. G is the father of all of the orc dorks, the musical theater lovers all of the plays, Mrs. P is our mom. I understood what hard work and commitment was by watching her. Mm. And she was unrelenting in the best and most positive way. And she championed for us. And I mean, you know, um, our we were, was it Chaudier Choir, the, the yeah. show choir, you know? Oh, yeah. We went to Tennessee and we competed. You know, she pushed us and she made a lot of the singing department as big and successful as it was because of her commitment to us and kind of bringing out the talent that was available in the school. And I mean, watching her take people who are tone deaf and making them sing. I mean, that is a talent. <laughs> oh, very much so. And, and again, we were so lucky that we had such dedicated individuals at Sturgis that really cared about us. And they were there for that niche, whether it be singing or whether it be something else, to have Miss Bastelnik there was an absolute coup for Sturgis. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I want to just equally point out, too, because Dottie Keeler came in and started helping with the musicals as well. And she had a whole career before she moved to the Sturgis area. Another just very gifted and talented individual. And I just it, it wouldn't be the same without without saying her name here and just what a r- remarkable impact she also had, I think, on the singing theater lovers of Sturgis High School and the performances that were created there. And if I remember correctly, that became, I think she ended up taking over um, some of that work. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned we had a lot of talent, but sometimes that talent can go untapped, unnoticed if you don't have those people to bring it out and develop it. And by your description, we had some of the best doing some of the best work, getting the most out of the high talent that we had to begin with. So, I mean, yeah, it's one thing to have the potential, but it's another thing to have those people that can make us fulfill the potential. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our small little town, lovely town of Sturgis, Michigan, uh, you know, if you think about it, there was a quite a group of us in that kind of four year period that went on to pursue theater in school afterward. Tamara did, I know, Kellen did. Mm-hmm. Did Steven? I can't, he, I think he so, did yeah. performance. Yeah, right? he went to uh, University of Michigan for vocal performance. Yep. Yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sam Egan had, I did. You know, there, you know, it, and I think it really says something of 
the commitment and love and dedication of the teachers that we had at that time. I think that, you know, for such a, a small community to be able to kind of put that out into the world in a bigger kind of space really means something. I, I couldn't agree with you more yeah. there, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, is there anything else you'd like to talk about here? Oh my God. I just, me in sports is just the funniest thing. And I think, you know, I come from a pretty sports centric family. So they really pushed hard for me to try to be like, find my way in sport. I saw a video of me playing soccer and I literally dead looked my parents in the face and was like, you really didn't know? You really (laughs) didn't know? Like, look at that child run. (laughs) Like, that is definitely a premonition of things to come. Were you on my soccer I think, team as well? Was my dad your what, soccer coach? I think so. We we did pretty good. Dusty Letters was on that team. See, okay, you were our arch rival then because you were on the Letters team. Okay. okay. Yeah, I remember that team during being very successful because oh, yeah. of them. You guys oh, yes. won yes. everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I just was like the person who was like there. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like. I kind of like kick a ball, but like, I'm on a winning team. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the orange slices at halftime. But um, I also remember, um, I think, Joey, weren't we on, were we on the same? No, the Moose Lodge. Oh, you guys were on Moose together. We were oh, on Alan, moose we together. were on Moose together. I'm, you I'm know, so you scared. all, I don't know if you remember this, Alan, and I have intentionally blocked most of my sports um, <laughs> career. But um, I remember the first time I hit the ball. And I still have this ball. Everyone on the team signed it and gave it to me. I had no memory of this until you mentioned the signing of the ball. And now I do very clearly remember signing the ball to commemorate your first hit for the Moose. Yeah, Yeah, and I think it was, you know, like I think there was two games left and like I finally hit the ball. Like the eye coordination finally landed with the bat. And I think that was probably the first and last time. Yeah. Well, I, I I distinctly remember being coached to like kind of throw my body a little bit <laughs> towards the ball. So I was like, oh, I don't know if anyone would look back at this, but I definitely got hit a lot by the ball so that I could walk to first. Yeah. You know, it's, Jeff, it's, it's, a skill. it's a skill. It's John Baseball. Well, it's Moneyball. See, yeah. Jeff, Jeff was doing Moneyball. Jeff and uh, Clancy were doing Moneyball yeah. before they knew it was Moneyball there. Sometimes you just got to take it for the team. And I didn't want to be a total loser. <laughs> well, we're very grateful for you reminiscing on the the musical and the theater world we apologize for making you reminisce on your athletic (laughs) career oh it's all right it's always good to kind of think back on some of those things that you know are just such a different time of your life it's really you know it's nice who knew that the longest sustained interview about sports on this podcast would be with jeff burroughs (laughs) (laughs) but here we are (laughs) but here we are oh my god that's too funny so we talked about during the Where Are They Now segment that you mentioned you were one of the first openly gay students at Sturgis High School, you and Tony Bishop, and you worked to start a gay-straight alliance that was pretty controversial. What was, so, I mean, that experience, you know, these are formative years, there's good, there's bad. Mm-hmm. What was that experience sort of being out in that time period in Sturgis, what a smaller town, maybe a little more conservative at the time. Uh, what was that experience like? You know, it was definitely... A moment when you knew who your friends were first and you knew who was really going to be at your side through a lot of shift and change in a time where things were really misunderstood, misdirected, and really 
kind of lacked the maybe courage to stand out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're they're, you know, I stand beside people, you know, Tony was there before me. There was like a handful. Okay. Okay. And, you know, it's so funny. Um, I, I, I like I think, you know, Tony and I have I've talked a little bit about this, but I think like Tony and I were in a group like in a friend circle and we always like we would look at each other and we were like it was that unspoken thing. Mm-hmm. We're like, mm. yep. <laughs> we're a little different, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like That unspoken thing where we were like, yeah, 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 we're 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 one in the same Uh Uh (laughs) but uh you can't you know talk about it and so i had had a really really challenging time a lot of my close personal friends had a really hard and challenging time with it and you know i even was like struggling a lot with it as someone you know i was an avid member of the presbyterian church yes mm-hmm. i was in the youth choir played handbells you know this i was an active member probably went to church more than my parents did <laughs> you know there was a lot of struggle and i think what i'm so thrilled for now is now kids for the most part um except now we have the trans community kind of going through a similar experience mm-hmm. that we went through in the 90s and early 2000s, a kind of about having people supporting us and standing next to us mm-hmm. and being there for us just as a, you know, as a, as a voice to listen mm-hmm. so that we matter and our voice matters. But the, the GSA came out. So I actually, and I talk about this a little bit, and I actually had started getting physically attacked at school mm-hmm. and had been attacked three times by the same individual. And there were instances of continued harassment that started at the end of my, I think it was the end of my junior year or the beginning of my senior year. And to be honest, <laughs> I black a bit of it out. Yeah. <laughs> Starting the, the GSA was really a result to kind of push things because I had seen for one of the first times just how things could be. And I thought that this was the time and that there was going to be others like me. And so I had started and I did all the paperwork for it. I pushed in. Um, who was our principal again at the time? What was his name? Well, the senior Ryan. year would have been Stan Chopa. Uh, junior year would have been Dan Ryan. So Dan Ryan, I loved. Mm-hmm. He oh, was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I also loved it because when I was head, I think I was head of the key club at that time. And he would just yeah. sign off for me to basically not be in school ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's Dan. We love Dan. Yeah. And so he wasn't there. And I remember like coming into senior year and I was like, oh my God, I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. And I remember him being very tough about like the signatures. Yeah. And I had approached a few different teachers that I thought would be the right teachers for this. And they all, it was, it was really tough for me. I've come, you know, through, but I had leaned on teachers that I thought I could, Mm -hmm. and it was hard to be rejected. It was definitely a real challenge. And that was one of the impetuses for me leaving school. And I had gotten in, I had, while I was at at Interlochen, I had started auditioning for art boarding schools. Okay. And um, 
Mrs. Phillips, who was my guidance counselor, was a fucking drain. I'm just going <laughs> to use the word fuck because she deserves that. She was really there for us. And there was a lot of stuff that was happening that I, I can't talk about on this because it also involves other people than me and yeah. a lot of scary stuff that was happening. And without her, I don't know if a few of us would still be here. She really was a, a life changing spirit, soul and person. I mean, she's still alive. So I don't want to talk about <laughs> it like that. But like in the time, she gave such perspective and hope. And she worked really hard to help me find and create an exit strategy. Well, one of the things that has, has become so crystal clear as we do all of these interviews is that there are so many stories of the teacher who went above and beyond for a student that we don't know because we weren't that student. And hearing yeah. about Marsha Pastelnik and Phillips from you, it really does go to show that we had so many amazing people around. And and I just, Jeff, I, I got to tell you that I know that a lot of the political science research shows that one of the reasons that uh, support for things like gay marriage or just the trans community in general, whatever it might be, is knowing someone in that community. And I remember when going off to college and when some of the the electoral, should we allow gays to get married stuff came up, to me, it was quite easy because I'm like, well, I knew Jeff, like, Jeff's guy. like <laughs> why, why are we trying to make life harder? So like, I, I think it, you, you might not have known it at the time, but you taught a lot of us in the class of 2002 that it wasn't, it wasn't a disease. It wasn't uh, <laughs> admiration. It was, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Like yeah. Tony Bishop, really fun guy to hang out yeah. with. Why are we trying to make life harder for these people? So, um, oh, well, thank you. You made a difference for us. So, well, you know, it's so funny and I'll be completely transparent. You know, mm -hmm. I was like ready to come back to the, to the, to the high school reunion being mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to go. It's going to be amazing. I got a few things I'm going to say to a couple people. <laughs> like I was ready to put like my queen bitch hat on <laughs> and I was like going to wear it proud. I was really excited. And then, you know, it was such a moment. Like I remember talking to some of the people in our class that were there and they were sharing stories about how some of their children or family members were coming out to them and how watching my experience helped them really be prepared for these conversations in a way and a point of understanding. So, you know, I think the, the whole thing to kind of have our voice and speak it is so that there are other people that don't have to experience the same things we did. And, and you're right. It just takes like literally, you know, just a conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true, Jeff. So true. Hey, thank you so very, very much yeah. for coming back and talking to us. It, it was great having uh, you on tonight. It was great having you as a part of the class of 2002. You are both remarkable. And if I'm ever going to lose being president to someone, <laughs> let it be known that what is good. Hey, Jeff, you would have been a fantastic student body president and class president as well. So uh, I, I, I always wanted you to know that uh, you were a such a worthy opponent. Um, I just wish uh, one of us didn't have to lose. 
uh, I think we both ended up winning, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. Thank you again so much for letting me be a part of this. Hearing all these people talk about their stories, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that's right. That happened. Mm. You know, it's it's just like this whole walk down memory lane that, yeah. you know, is a part of our lives that have been forgotten or lost. And it's just this, you guys have just created this whole moment to just take us back to a time that we collectively remember together. And it's just beautiful. So thank you. Oh, thank Cheers you so much, time. Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, Al, that was just too much fun. Gosh, from the moment he said <laughs> hello, he brought the heat, he brought the energy. Well, the best part about it is like he, he messaged us after we had recorded yes. part of this podcast and said, hey, can I be a part of this? And we're like, well, yeah, we have to have Jeff as part of this podcast. Yep, yep. So it was so much fun. And I'm so glad. That was so much fun uh, to hear his thoughts on the musical, his thoughts on Sturgis. And you know what? In a lot of ways, we've we've kept this very light, Al. We've, we've kept it on things. But it was great to hear from Jeff about his experience yes. uh, at Sturgis High School. Because yeah, it's not one that was relatable at all for us, no. but important to have that story told. Absolutely. So, Jeff, thank you so much for being a part of this yeah. and for being a part of our class. You'll yep. always, I don't care where you were senior year, you're always a class of 2002 or at SHS. Yeah. And I hope that Moose Baseball is prominently <laughs> displayed. What else we got in the cupboard here, Al? Let's go prom traditions. Oh, I love it. Let's have a little draft. A okay. Little, a little three- Three-item draft. Yeah. Each of us gets an item. You want to go first here, Al? Yeah, I'll go first. All okay. Right. What's your favorite so, prom tradition? What are you uh, taking first overall? Quite simply, just going out to dinner. Oh. You know, you get all dressed up. You don't usually go anywhere. You know, your high school kids, like McDonald's is a meal yep. or like Applebee's is a meal. But oh, that's, hey, that's big time. The Applebee's big, is big time. Oh, yeah. But prom, you're going to find somewhere a little more classy, a little more fancy to go to. You got to figure out which fork to eat with. Just going out to dinner was yeah. a great experience. You're going up to Kalamazoo, to Portage, yeah, going to Bravo. Like yeah, Bravo yeah. was good. Is that where we went senior year? That's maybe? where we went senior okay. year. Ooh, you're feeling fancy mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. They got napkins, the cloth, <laughs> and everything. <laughs> yes, that's a good first pick there. Yeah. Right? You know what I want to go next? What do you got? I want to go to the Grand March. Ooh. I loved the Grand March. Yes. I don't realize. I didn't realize that other high schools don't do this. No. But when you got to prom, kind of the beginning of the prom, maybe six thirty, seven o'clock, you all went to the the Glen Oaks gym. Yep. You got in line, and then they announced you to come on in. And it was great. You get to walk around. Mom and dads get to take all their pictures. Take you pictures. look good out there. Yep, yep. And then the prom court comes in last, and they crown the uh, king and queen right there. I, it's a it's something that I don't understand why other schools don't do it. It, yeah. it was fantastic. It was. That's great. Prom, uh, the Grand March, excellent one. Okay, I'm going to say my second choice here is just the experiencing of renting a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> there were places in town yeah. where you go – you had the Votes flower shop. That's where I got mine. Yes. It's like, I don't know how old these tuxedos are, or they just shove them in a bin until April the next year. But it's just, you you show up to prom, and it's like, oh, I have the same tux as like four other guys on because we all rented from the same place. But you're shelling out the money for that oh, one yeah. day that you're going to wear that. You better believe it. And like, I was a, and still am, a pretty scrawny guy. And it's the best we can do is a 42 long for you. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> swimming in this tux versus other people who are built like normal human beings. Oh, you guys look really good. And here I am like a child in their grandpa's tuxedo. <laughs> anyway, I love the experience of running a tux. It, it got you ready for being in so many weddings in your life, yeah. right? Right. Absolutely. All right. My second pick is going to be pictures. Okay. Like, I know you are a high school teacher. You mm -hmm. actually coordinated prom for your school this yes, year. Yes. And even more so now, what is prom about? It's the, about pictures. Oh, so much. 
And for us, you got together at someone's house or you met up at a, a place beforehand. You took pictures. Our junior year, we had the big crew out at Matt Wolf's yeah, house. Yeah. Uh, they had the staircase that kind of came down in the house. So we yeah. all got up there, kind of like the wedding picture. There are 15, 16 people in there. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun because you get to see everybody ahead of time. And you know the night is a is in front of you. All the possibilities are there. Uh, you got everything going for, for you. For sure. And then even when you get to prom, they usually had like a – a specialty photo there, you oh, know, yeah. the, the pose picture with mm-hmm. your, your date or whoever it happened to be with. Uh, so yeah, pictures seem to be the theme of prom. Oh yeah. It, it and is this, great. And this is even before we didn't have selfies. We didn't have like our, no. we didn't have the phones to do everything like that. Like it was we old disposable school. cameras. <laughs> yes. I would like to know if anyone out there still has some pictures from a disposable camera from prom. I'd love oh, to see some You got to post those in the comments I for all of us to, to enjoy. Okay, I'm going to go with my next choice here is just going to Glen Oaks. Ah, it, you know what? It, it always seems weird. Like Your prom was at the community college? It was at Glen Oaks? Yeah, but it was, it was a great place. Yeah, a nice venue. It kind of felt a little special, I guess. Yeah. 100%. I, I always loved it. And there were a couple of years they had carriage rides outside because you can kind of go down the, oh, the drive and that. come back. So it actually was a really good setup. Wow. Okay. And it worked out well because my last pick here is going to be the dancing. If you're going to get all dressed up, go out somewhere special, you got to show up to prom. Then you got to dance. Yeah. Let's get back to the music in just a second. But before we do, I just want to give a, a shout out to Miss Smith. She was the coordinator of prom. She is now the vice principal assistant principal at SHS now. But she did a fantastic job every year coordinating that. You know now how much of a headache it can be. I will say I did not realize she did it, and especially year after year. I've done it exactly one time, and I will never do it again. (laughs) I don't care what the extra B2 stipend is. They can can make a 20K, and I'm not doing it. She did a fantastic job, so thank you for giving us those memories, Ms. Smith. Now, let's get back to the dancing Uh for a second, because it did come down to the music, right? Yes. And I don't know if I am the best person to talk music from this time, but you know what? We're emptying out the cupboard tonight, and there is somebody. We do have somebody. Alyssa Van Buren. Very beginning of this podcast, mm-hmm. put in the comments, hey, you guys should make a, a song list. Well, I'm, I can't do that. Yeah. And Al, you need someone to talk yeah. about this with. Yeah. So why don't we have Alyssa come back on? All right. We are here with Alyssa Van Buren. Th- Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Alyssa, before we get into uh, the, the music of our time, <laughs> tell us a little bit, uh, what have you been up to the last uh, 20 years? Uh, So after graduation, I went to Glen Oaks for two years, and then I did some time at Western. Um, And after that, I moved down to Fort Wayne and managed a golf course for a few years. And then I got pregnant with my oldest daughter, who is now 15. Okay. Um, I was going to say 15 is a high schooler, right? (laughs) She is just wrapping up her freshman year of high school, which is very crazy to me. Now, does she remind you of you at that age or not even a little bit not at all no are you happy about that (laughs) um yes and no yeah I mean she's an awesome kid there were a few years there where I didn't like spending a whole lot of time with her but we've kind of come back around and I enjoy her again that's good Um, I hear usually it takes until they get to about 30 35 before you enjoy having time with them again so you're already there at 15 that's good yeah Yeah. so then okay so you're in Fort Wayne you uh you now have a child so where, where do you go from there um, so I actually had some family that retired and moved down to coastal North Carolina, and I came down to visit and fell in love with the area and moved down here. So I've been here 
for 15 years. So I moved down when Elena was about three months old okay. and have been here ever since. It's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's, I mean, we live five minutes from a fantastic beach, you know, so there's water sports and all sorts of things to do. And it's really historic. It's a really old town that we live in. There's some really historic towns near us, which is pretty neat. Nice. Um, so it's really fun. That's great. And I mean, your draw is definitely about that 10 to 15 years being down in the South. Uh, so you've got yes. that for you. <laughs> yes. My nice. husband always jokes. He can tell who I'm on the phone with. If I'm, you know, my Northern accent will come out really thick if I'm talking to somebody from back home. And if I'm talking to somebody from here, I have this really like smooth Southern draw. I don't hear it at all. But <laughs> That's amazing. I guess it's there. Yeah. Well, Alyssa, is there anybody you'd like to uh, give a shout out to uh, before we uh, get on in here? Uh, anybody you want to uh, say hello to or share some stories about from high school or any teachers that you wanted to say hi to? So we've talked, I mean, I, you guys have talked a lot about favorite classes and all of that um, and teachers, but Switalski has not made any of the list. And I know when we got into newspaper, we only had him in 11th grade. and then. We, I mean, I guess, I don't know if he, we sent him out with a bang or we were just too much for him and he had to leave. <laughs> that, that was it. That, that was, was it. it. A mix um, of both, I'm sure. Yeah, but I that class, newspaper junior year was so fun. And I can't even believe the things that we were allowed to do. I, I don't even know that we necessarily got away with things. I'm pretty sure Swit had eyes all over the school and knew exactly what we were doing. Oh, yeah. Um, and just didn't care at that point. <laughs> it's just so all permissible. Yeah. So let's, much fun. Let's just put it this way. Swit was actually only 25 when we <laughs> had him. He just looked that way because of all the stress we put on. Yeah, because we aged him yeah. that year. Yeah. But no, so, it, I mean, that was, it was a really fun year in that class. And I look back with great memories of that. Um, and high school, it was fun. I don't want to do it again. Right. Know, right. But, but I had a good time and, um, you know, I'm glad for it and glad to be past that now. <laughs> Certainly. Well, very true here. So, Al, we know that Alyssa was one of the very first people to uh, give us some feedback on the show. And yes. one of the things she said is, hey, you guys should come up with a mixtape or a playlist for our class. Yeah. And, Al, I, I don't know about you, but. I am terrible at music. Well, I was maybe a little more up. I was a little more with it than you were. Yes. But one thing that when we started talking music, a certain idea that popped in my head was, I think anyone that was tried to maintain any sort of knowledge about popular music of the day yeah. was listening to 103.3 WKFR. Mm. Uh, and every evening they had the top eight at eight. You remember this, Alyssa? Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. Dave, you remember Dave Benson? Uh-huh. Uh, I believe... So maybe about a year ago, he was still on 103.3. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I think they finally ran him off. Because, anyway, so I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we did a little our own top eight at eight? And Alyssa has put together her top eight songs from the high school years. This is perfect, um, yeah. It'll be fun, to, one, to hear your sort of repetitions about the great music and to see if Joey can recognize a single one of these songs. Okay, well, and I think... Great music is um, kind of overselling this list that I have. <laughs> um, the, the compilation of music here is really what I kind of think back on getting into my car in the evening, driving home from work or something, 
and these are the songs that would come on. Also, I remember a lot of these from high school dances. Oh, so yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, kind of, this is not a broad spectrum of music. It's very. We uh, all love your energy. We yeah. all love Pure Energy, don't get me wrong, but they only had about 35 songs they were playing. It's just <laughs> they were good songs. Yeah, so yeah and cool. I picked eight of them. For <laughs> Perfect. 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 All right, well, why don't you start us off with song number eight on the Alyssa Top 8 at 8. So song number eight is The Thong Song by <laughs> Okay, I know. That <laughs> from our sophomore year, it's from uh -huh. 2000. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you'd start us off with such a bang. That <laughs> that's number one material, and that's no. The it, it does get better. Okay. It gets better. <laughs> All right. So number eight is the yeah. thong song. All right. What do you have for yeah. number seven? Um, number seven is Rosa Parks by Outcast. Oh, very good. Very. You need I know for a fact yeah. that freshman year, that senior group mm -hmm. was obsessed with this song. So, okay. like thinking back on like our. The school dances from our freshman year. I know that this song was was heavily played. See, Joey, do you have any recollection of this song? I just thought that senior group was just really into the civil rights movement. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just keep talking about Rosa Parks. Yeah. So okay, all right. I'm one for two so far. Though. Okay, all right. Okay, good. All right. Song for six. Let's hear it. Okay, number six is Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Yeah, you can't. You, ha you have to have Britney. Yes, you can't mm -hmm. go past this era without a Britney Spears song. Correct. I agree. I love that one. Especially uh, since like. And she, and she only made it no to number six. So she didn't even crack the top five, too. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay. Well, the thing about Britney, too, though, is that she was such the cultural phenomenon because of MTV, because of where we kind of got all our news, all of our, uh, where we got our culture. I mean, Britney was everything. Yep. And it was still in that era where we weren't downloading songs yet. We were still buying CDs. So, like, mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. had the CD. Yeah, the, the Britney Spears Hit Me yep. Baby One More Time album. Yep. All right. So that was number, that was number six. Yep. Okay, now we're on to the top five. Let's okay. Yeah. So the next artist is the only person on the countdown twice. Ooh. So Nelly with Country Grammar is number <laughs> <Yeah>. five. <laughs> oh man, that song just burst onto the scene and it was <laughs> everywhere. Mm. I'm sure the first time I heard it was probably on 103.3 and probably right. the same for you. So you'd hear the radio edit version. And then like, once you listen- <laughs> And the pure energy version. And the pure energy <laughs> version. Mm -hmm. And then once like one of your friends had the CD and you're listening to it in their car, you're like, oh, this song is way different. <laughs> way different song. Yes. Yeah. Yep. This is not kind of like a, a fun, fun feel like they're talking about doing shootings and, and all the regular stuff so uh -huh. yeah. now joey do you know this song i uh, know no. what no. that's grammar I, no no oh my god i'm sorry i've heard of nelly that's good <laughs> if all right we, well you got another chance i, got another, I think chance. You'll know, I got another chance here you'll know the next song okay all know. right if we could afford music rights <laughs> for this, we would play a little clip of country grammar right now. But we don't have any, hey, we don't have a budget. Those Sportsorama dollars are not. <laughs> right. so. I know the sponsor did not come through this week. Yeah. Nope. All right, so All that right. was number five. Let's move on to number four. Number four, the real Slim Shady. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep, mm -hmm. knows that. One. I know that one. <laughs> Another one. Yeah, I mean. And then Nelly and, and uh, Eminem were like, the next 10 years, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing those guys. And they really just burst onto the scene when we were in high school. I mean, these great new artists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I and think... you don't hear about them now. No. But, I mean, not... it was that, like, that little window of time when we were in high school that this music came out. 
and it would not work now no did uh did anyone do we know anyone did they dye their hair like the bleach blonde m&m look oh did we have anyone for sure like jonathan cogden didn't jonathan cogden (laughs) okay there are multiple ones. Yeah. We went through a, a yearbook. We would definitely find a lot of uh, Eminem fans. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right. Excellent choice. Real Slim Shady at number four. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's hear number three. Um, so number three, it was tough because I had to have a boy band on here somewhere. I agree. Um, but I was heavily in the NSYNC camp. So um, number three is Bye Bye Bye. Yes. Yes. I was... <laughs> I agree with you. I was definitely more of an NSYNC fan than the Backstreet Boys or the 98 Degrees or Five or whoever else was out there. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Hey. Your, your boy band knowledge is pretty <laughs> good. LFO, I can keep going. Okay, I'll keep going, guys. Here's the thing. Al could have done the music, but he needed a partner. That's why we were you in. Okay. <laughs> there would have been no give and take if no, it was just no. joined. <laughs> Now, right. now, that included Justin Timberlake, correct? That did include Yes, Justin. there you go. Yeah, All right. right. Plus, it had the great iconic dance and everything. Yes. Excellent yes. choice. Excellent choice. So that yep. was number three? That was number three. Oh, man, these top two, I can't. Well, we so know many, one's a Nelly so, song. Yeah, we have yep, a Nelly song. One is a Nelly song. All right, I'm, the anticipation is killing me. Just, yeah, let's get down to number Okay, two. number two, Nelly, Hot and Her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That one I know. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. You're and that was like, then. You know one Nelly song. Yes. Yes. And that was like senior year-ish, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So that came out senior year. Yeah. So I'm a high school teacher. Well, high school teachers. Mm. We just had our prom this past Saturday. And I and her was on the playlist even then, 21 years later. The oh kids my like, God. And you know, play hot and her. It still gets them on the dance floor. It did. It gets them on the oh. dance floor every single time. And 20 I'm like, years running. Yes. And I'm like. You can't just say take off all your clothes at the prom, but the kids are out on the dance floor singing. I'm like, I'm, just do. Gonna, I'm gonna leave. I don't. I feel like it's just, <laughs> doesn't matter if it's a 14 year old at prom, an 85 year old at a wedding. Everybody's saying, yeah. take off all your clothes. Or us all pushing yeah. 40, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an excellent song. Yeah. I mean, Nelly getting two picks in the top eight. All right. Well, that leads us to the big one. Yeah, let's hear it. Number one is closing time by. So good. I'm pretty sure every school dance, yeah, every year of high school, that was the last song played. Yes. And then now our senior year, wasn't somebody played it in the talent show as well? Oh, that is a great question. I have absolutely no idea. Okay, I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna. I might. This is maybe the one time where I have a memory that Joey does not yeah, have. No. Hey, no. The band of it was a year younger than us okay. guys. John Templin. Okay. Joe McCarthy. And uh, a Mancini, the Jason Mancini. Okay, all right. I think they had a little trio together, and they played Semisonic. Was that Semisonic? Closing time? Yeah. 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 They played Closing nice. Time in the talent show. That is <laughs> okay. something. So I, sure I'll take your word song. for it, because okay. I have no memory of that. I'm sure it was fantastically uh-huh. average, but a really good song. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no, that's a great song. Now, was Closing Time, was that our senior song? I think so. I do believe so. So a perfect, a perfect cap to this list. (laughs) Our senior song about kicking people out of a bar. It it had to happen. Yes. So well, I think this one. This list shows that you had excellent taste in music, much better than the guy to my right here. Way better. But it also shows we grew up in a and went to school in a time of just like this golden era of pop music. Like you said at the beginning, no one would say, "Oh, this song like." 
it stands the test of time for its amazing artistry. But dang it, hot and her and bye bye bye. That's it, they yes, they they transcend time for their pop goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And for better or worse, they're gonna be around forever. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh when we when we do a, a 50 year reunion or something, we'll put together a playlist at the <laughs> the Sturgis Elks Club and it's gonna have all the songs on there. Maybe getting hot. <laughs> yeah. We take yeah. out all our clothes. Now I I because we got into some debates long after high school, I got looking at uh, there is now a scientific research on the best years for music. And it's not a coincidence. This top six years, 2000, 1998, 1999, and 2001 all wow. appear. So, I mean, we grew up in a golden age of music. And Alyssa, I really thank you for putting together this awesome, awesome list. Yes. You are so welcome. Yes. Well, Alyssa, once again, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. Having Alyssa on was absolutely necessary. We could not have done that without her. Gosh, like I, the, the song she picked perfectly encapsulated that time in our lives. And even the connection that she had with the, the Rosa Parks song, The, oh, the Great yeah. Above Us, was spectacular. Well, and even though I don't know much of anything about music, when she's talking about those songs, I go, yeah, it took me right back. It took yep. me right back to pure energy right after a basketball game in yep. the old cafeteria. Yep. So great job, Alyssa. Thank yeah. you so much for doing that. Agreed. And she did message me shortly after that her uh, 15-year-old put together the Apple Music playlist. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that out with that the Alyssa Van Buren oh, Top so 8 today. So, so good. look for that. That'll be coming your way, gang. Well, that's the end of part two. Thank you for listening. You know there's going to be a part three. I'll see you there.